it's hard to be this funny, just like boom, you know? Like yeah. people people look at me and they think it's effortless, but it's not. It's effortful. Yeah. Like I am trying and like I'm not a performing monkey. You're just a regular monkey. Wow. <laughs> Aren't we all? Hi, Ellie. Hi, Lucinda. Welcome back to our weekly Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. A little bit of a hiatus. Not by choice. No. Um, one of us broke the microphone that we used to record the podcast. Let's not get into I don't know if we need to talk about who technology. broke the microphone. It's not important. I don't think it's important. We to... recorded a whole 20 seconds of the a whole last episode. Seconds. Should we include the 20 seconds that we recorded? I think so. Just <laughs> Maybe put it up on the Patreon for, for subscribe. Premium. I think we should get a Patreon to yeah. like, yeah, show the genius of those first 20 seconds. Yeah. If nothing else, we could get our respective partners to start paying us another $5 a month. Oh. We definitely need more money from Finn and Josie. They don't give us enough money. Yeah, frankly. shout out. Hey. <laughs> um, and so uh, we one of us broke the microphone. Um, mm. It took a while for that person to then organize getting a new microphone. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying I broke it? No, I'm saying I broke it. Oh. <laughs> No, I totally, I broke the microphone and okay, then it took yeah. me ages to organize getting another microphone. Which is more that I organized getting the new. Which you ended up doing by sending me a link. Yeah. Buy this microphone, Lucinda. Shout out to Aldi. Thanks, Aldi. $50 microphone. This is a $50 microphone. I think it sounds really good. Yeah. We're not sponsored by Aldi, but we could be Aldi. 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 We'll give you good sponsorship. Yeah. People listen to this. I recently bought one of your planters for my backyard. It's great. I accidentally purchased four of these microphones from the website <laughs> and your customer service was appalling. <laughs> but we'll stop saying that if you give us money. Yeah, we will bring your if business down. If you give down. Ellie money, she will never mention that ever again to anybody. Yeah. And that's a promise. You'll be saving, you will lose so much money from my sabotage. So I think our last episode came out like what at the beginning of the year? Definitely January, I think. So what have you been doing since January? Oh, it's been eventful for me. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's interesting because when we started this podcast, you were unemployed and mm. um, depressed. Yeah. Um, and I had a job, not a job I loved. You had um, a job though. I had a job. Yeah. And now, approximately a year later. Mm. Um, now you're the unemployed depressed one. I got made redundant a few weeks ago. And I'm the one gainfully employed. Yeah. Employed. This bodes well. We're a bottle of wine in. Yeah. And we're starting on our seconds. Yeah. Um, Finn's helping us drink it. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I've moved house. I'm true. We're in a different house. So. I was going to move house, but then I lost my job. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my gosh. Sudeasy. Fun times for me. Um, so I, I now that you're on a, a sword, what was that? Oh yes. You did buy a sword. Yeah, tell, so. tell the listeners about the sword. Oh, well, it's a great story actually, mm -hmm. because I was like, I want that sword with the, with like the gold ivory handle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't actually golden ivory, um, but it was a hundred dollars. And mm -hmm. I was like, I want that sword. Um, gave me a, the guy gave me a sword. This was at Blacktown Medieval Fair. Shout out to Blacktown Medieval Fair sponsor. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor a Star Trek podcast for some reason. <laughs> it's nerds. There are nerds who like both things. Well, you. Yeah. Anyway, 
I got this sword and I got it out of the box. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I got like five minutes away from the stall and I got it out. Mm-hmm. And he'd given me an $185 sword. Wow. Um, so I, I went back to check the price and I was like, and when I saw that he'd undercharged me by 85 bucks, I was like, whoop, leave quick. Yeah. So, and has that fixed your depression? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> You're cured now. I'm cured. A sword cured my depression. Mm. Um, so that's where we're at. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're in Sydney. We're about to undergo another lockdown. I had a trip booked to Melbourne. Oh. I was going to visit friend of the podcast, Charlie O'Grady. Hell yeah. Who has uh, guested. Shout out. Shout out to Charles. Um, but no, I'm stuck in Sydney. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Well, it's just such a cool place to be. <sighs> Sydney's very lame. I think it used to be cool. Remember like you hear stories about Sydney when like David Bowie used to like hang out in Sydney and be like, it's so cool. And he'd film video clips here and like celebrities would come here to party in like the nineties and be like, King's Cross is wild, man. And then it's like, it's so boring. Mm, mm. I, I go to the gym for entertainment now. Cause it's the only thing that's open at the moment. I feel like even if celebrities were to come here now, wait, no, what am I saying? No, I think it always sucked. Like on average, Sydney, I think always sucked. Really? But because, you know, celebrities come to Sydney uh, pre-COVID, sure. Mm. But like, let's say 2015, they'd come to Sydney and it'd be great for the celebrities who are there. But for us regular people, Sydney still sucks. Yeah, it's just like super regulated. For any international listeners, don't come to Sydney. Don't bother. I feel like we've got a listener in like Costa Rica or something, right? Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I looked at the stats. I think we've got some US listeners as well. Yeah. But So like, it's better than the US for sure. Yeah. But like... It's not by much. That's the thing about Australia and Sydney. And as, as much as I hate it and I shit on it, it's truly a depressing thought to think that there's not that many better places I could be living. Cool. Well, on that note, should we... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I've only like lived in Sydney. I think I definitely need to like live somewhere Same. else for a bit. You're like the only person I know besides me who has not come from out of Sydney. Really? I feel like everyone I know lived in the country. What about Pip? Oh, yeah. Shout Pip. out to Pip. Shout she listens to, to the podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Um, who lets her three-year-old daughter listen to this filthy podcast. Well, <laughs> until we say the first swear word, which I think was about two minutes in. Yeah, it's pretty early. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Turn it off. Bugger. <laughs> That's the best you can do. Uh, bum. Cool. Well done. I got very British very quickly. Mm. I know a few Sydney people, um, like from from the get go, but like, ugh. There is a lame Where else do you move? Like we're locked down, and then I just would have to move somewhere else in Australia. I could live in like the remote countryside. Really? If if it was like a farming commune. I reckon you and Josie could set up a really good commune if either of you knew anything about gardening. Well, that's a big barrier, I think. I think my role in any commune is going to be carpentry. Can you carpent? No, but I have, the, <laughs> I have the spirit. <laughs> I can pickle things really well. I think that's the skill that I bring. Mm, I'm mm. really good at fermenting things, which is just like sticking things in jar with salt. Yeah. I'm really good at that. And carpentry is just putting bits of wood together. Yeah. Jesus did it. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> Look how he turned out. <laughs> yeah, he did great. Mm. Mm. Let's start a commune. Um, if anyone's listening to the podcast and wants to start a commune with us, write to us at vulcanmindspod at gmail.com. Oh, you made a podcast. An, an We've e- been through email, this several email. times. Yes, it's I It's been five email. months since our last episode. <laughs> and so much has changed. Yeah. And yet things stay the same. Wow. 
Um, so we watched an episode last time for the episode where the microphone broke. Wait, we haven't done an intro. What do we, how do we introduce this podcast? Welcome to Out of, Out of Our, Our Vulcan, Vulcan Minds. Minds. I'm Ellie. Oh no, I'm Lucinda. <laughs> now. I, um, I love that joke and I'll never stop making yeah. it. Yeah. Welcome to the only Star Trek podcast in existence. Mm-hmm. So we are two ladies. One of us is a nerd, which is Ellie. And the other one's a, a, a cool person who's never watched any Star Trek, which is me. Yeah. And we're going except to, all the episodes we've watched. Except all the episodes that we have watched for this podcast yeah. today. Um, where we go through the Star Trek original series, watch episodes, and then talk about it. So we're really like up and coming on cultural discussions. Yeah. Talking about really relevant sci-fi today. Yeah. Um, really important political discourse that people are just begging for. They're like, where's the Star Trek discourse? One, no one is talking about Star Trek. And two, it's so relevant. It's so relevant. So People relevant. are absolutely gagging for it. They're gagging for it. They really want it. Which is a verb I love. Gagging. Just gagging for it. Frothing is another one I like. Ooh, They're one's... fucking frothing for this. <laughs> I haven't heard that for a while. Frothing. I feel like that was slang for like half a minute and then yeah. like, people were disgusted by it right as they should have been yeah, yeah fair enough gagging is worse i think <laughs> oh no it's bad and that's why i love it <laughs> and you could say i have such mundane things like oh god i'm gagging for one of those pink <laughs> cupcakes it's like ellie this is a five-year-old's birthday party <laughs> please fucking keep it together stop saying gagging <laughs> oh my god gagging <laughs> <laughs> Um, like we said, very culturally relevant. Yeah, really culturally relevant. We're really like up with the times. Um, mm. It's a really cool, interesting podcast. And we watched an episode when the microphone broke, and we've now rewatched it. Yeah. And I think we talked through the whole thing. So I was like, yeah, 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 I get it. And I think I, I remember most of this episode now. Yeah. Um, what's it called again? The Devil in the Dark. Yeah. Not to be confused with um, the 2000 film starring Björk, uh, Dancer in the Dark. Because that's a really easy thing to uh, associate. The, the names are similar. They are. Well done. Correct. Thanks. <laughs> um, I th- so some of my first impressions of this episode, uh, there are no women. There is, a, well. there is a female character, which is a, um, an animated moldy rug, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we will get to. That's the only woman. Uh, I don't know if the mon- the alien monster has constructs of gender. True. Um, but we can assume as much because it is meant to be highly intelligent. Um, that it maybe has... it's so intelligent that it recognizes gender as a social construct. Yeah, maybe it hasn't constructed that social construct yeah. yet. And maybe it's just like, I'm a moldy carpet and what yeah. more do you want? Yeah. Which is fair enough, dude. Yeah. Um, we did see a woman very briefly. Right at the end when they when they get to the bridge of the Enterprise and there's I, I just one like... woman that walks past in the background and we're like, there, Yay. look at her. I feel like that's the Bechdel test of the 60s. Is, was there a woman on screen? <laughs> was there a woman? <laughs> was there a woman? <laughs> um, and another thing I noticed is like every... So they um, go to this planet that's basically just one big mine Janus on the planet. Janus 6. 5? 6. Janice you are drunk. You can't remember the made-up planet for this stupid show. <laughs> oh, I'm humiliated. Um, and it's just populated by all these miners, as in m- m- people who mine things, not children. Not children. That uh, was a different episode. <laughs> that was oh. a different episode. Oh. Uh, remember when he falls in love with a child? Ew. What a cool thing. Um, 
and they're all hideous. Like they're all really mm. ugly dudes. And like, I don't want a body shame because like that's not hip. But I, they're probably all dead now. So what are they gonna do? Yeah, they're all hideous. Well, the purple jumpsuit guy might still be alive. I feel like he could be like ninety. There was one guy just in a purple jumpsuit with a brooch on, and it was not explained why he was a different color to everybody. I think he brought that costume in from home, like it wasn't an official uniform. But he's like, I want to be one of the, I want to be purple and special. And he had no role except he bumped someone over the head with a metal pipe at oh, some point. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But the, but there, the miners' weapons against the thing that had killed fifty people and was resistant to phases was a pipe. They're like a pipe and some big sticks. I'm gonna bonk it. I'm going to bonk this monster that's made of silicone. Uh, jokes on them, it had already reproduced. It was no longer fit for horny jail. <laughs> um, so the team from the Enterprise that land on this planet is Spock. Kirk. And Dr. Boring. McCoy. And <laughs> Bones. They don't call him Bones anymore. It's always mm. Dr. McCoy. I don't know why they got so formal. Well, he wasn't in this a whole lot. Like, he was in that first scene and then... Later, but... And then he comes back at the end with, like, concrete all over his hands. Yeah. I'm going to have some more wine. Okay. Um, you tell our listeners what happened next. All right. Well, should I wait till you stop? Uh, the wine's fine. We'll keep the wine in. Love that. So... That, yeah. So they land on Janus 5 or 6. Um, and they immediately meet Robert De Niro, head of the miners. Oh, yeah. The head of the, all of the miners. He looks exactly like Robert De Niro, but somehow, like... Older and... Worse. Yeah, worse. Yeah. Definitely worse. It's definitely like a C-rate, D-rate. Yeah. Just like Robert De Niro. He was hideous. I mean, he was pretty close to Robert De Niro. I mean, Robert De Niro is not like a hot guy. Yeah, because as soon as he came on the screen, we were both just like, Hey! Hey! hey I'm Robert hey, De Niro! I'm mine in here! I don't know what he heard Robert De Niro speak. I don't know. I just... <laughs> that's how he speaks. Yeah. Just like that. Um, and then what happens? He's briefing him on this monster. Oh yeah, he's like, there's this monster who's killed 50 of my men. Oh, we've skipped the intro scene. Have we? Yeah, so the before oh, the credits. Oh, yes. There's a guy and and like Robert De Niro <laughs> sent, is like talking to him. He's like, okay, we've got to have guards in this random bit of the tunnels here for some reason. And it's just you. Um, the nearest helps three minutes away. Uh, the monster's killed 50 people. Uh, good luck. And the guy's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And Robert De Niro was just, just like, like slaps nah, his shoulder and goes... I don't care. And as they're leaving the room, he gets like eviscerated by something. And you see it. It's a beautiful, it looks almost Hitchcockian, the shot. Mm. It comes up from like below. It's a, I've learned this recently, a Dutch angle when it's like really low and like angled up towards the person. Oh no, that's down. Oh no, it's down. Oh, that's stupid. It was kind of coming at him straight on. Was it? I feel like it was coming from like below and it was like coming up towards him. Oh yeah, maybe. I think the Dutch angle is up. Angle down. So it's just a Belgian angle. <laughs> sure, okay, it's a Belgian angle. <laughs> and um, yeah, it kind of comes towards him and he's looking all horrified, and um, then he's just a pile of dust. And yeah. You're like, ooh, what happened? And they're like, ah, oh, well, shame about, uh, oh, God, what is his name? Shitty? Schmitty! Schmitter. Sh- <laughs> Schmitter! Yeah. And uh, we called him Schmitter. Oh, uh, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, guys, you should have been there. It was really good. Oh, we made some good jokes during that episode. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to try and remember some of the jokes we made. But this is the thing about Star Trek that I'm starting to re remember now that I'm returning to it after six months hiatus. Mm. Which is like, no one ever gets upset when people die. They're just like, oh, man, let's go. Let's solve this problem. I think in that situation, it was because everyone hated Schmitter. Yeah, they never really felt a lot of affection towards him in that two-minute intro. No, the fact that he was like, 
okay, we're leaving you here to mm. almost certain death. Um, good luck. Bye, I guess. Bye. Whatever, I don't care about you. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then after that, they land on the planet, the Star Trip, Star Trip, great, Star Trek Enterprise people. Land. Star Trek Enterprise. That's a different series from 2000 to 2004. But they're on the Starship. Oh, they're on the Starship Enterprise. Yes. And it's Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but the ship is called the Enterprise, right? Yes. So they come from that onto the planet. Yeah. Which is called Janet or Janice or something. Ja- Janice. Don't worry about it. They land on this planet and they're talking to like this like second-rate Robert De Niro. Mm. And he's like... Hey, we're mining here. And he talks about how there's just like a heap of silicone on the planet. And um, there's also Pajim. Yeah, which, do we know what that is? No, but like, Kirk gets very passionate about it. He's like, the Federation must have that Pajim, which is like, what do you think? What do you think the Pajim's for? Maybe it's like a fuel of some sort, or like they build ships or something out of it. Like it's a metal that they use, like steel. Hmm. What do you think Pajim is? Um, I think it's used to um, manufacture. Um, oh, the gears are turning. I'm uh, looking at Ellie. She's thinking. Oh, she's going to come up with something really funny. Futuristic Game Boys. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! She made it, folks. Got that. She made it. I did it. <laughs> um, what if it was used to make those, like, um, those machines that make the food. The replicators? You, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a replicating, a replicator maker. I feel like replicators is like, once you've got that technology, you don't need a lot else because they make everything. Yeah, but do they, do they use a fuel of some sort? Maybe. Because like, you, yeah, this is getting too deep in the lore for me. Yeah. And it's not even in this episode, so maybe we should get back into yeah. the episode. Well, we're getting to the point where we're making headcanon. Yeah, oh no, I'm becoming that type of nerd, aren't I? Yeah. I'm like, what if Pajam is like the mineral that replicators use to make the chicken and Okay, whatever nerd, I'm going to go play football. (laughs) They're actually eating rocks, but it's been uh, put to a different frequency. Ugh, who cares? You, clearly. I I started doing it as a joke and then my brain was like, hang on, hang on. What if the replicator just Mm. like rejigs all the molecules and then they they go into different orders and then you can turn a rock into a chicken or a chicken into a broccoli or something? Well, I think replicators work the same as um, transporters in that they convert energy to matter. So... Now he's the nerd. I'm going to play football I, now. This is like a step. You're the nerd and I'm the football player. That's basically what you said. <laughs> um, okay, so they're in this mine and a couple of things happen. Um, they see all the, the silicone, which is, they're like these mm, big purple, purple yeah, spheres. How big would they be? Like the size of a head, maybe? A soccer ball. Oh, a soccer ball. <laughs> um, that, that jocks play with. Yeah, we know what those are. Spock's like picking one up and throwing it around and he's and Kirk's like, what do you think it is? And Spock's like, oh, I don't know. He does a slam dunk. Uh, and then he does come up with an idea, which is, it's silicone. It's, yeah, he, he thinks the monster that's killing everyone is a silicone-based life form. Mm, much like how we are carbon-based, mm. what would happen if life was based off another element, like yes. silicone? And then you made a very funny joke, Ellie, which I'd like you to share with the class. Okay, well, in the show, <laughs> when they're talking about silicon, and they said the word silicon, and I said, oh, silicon, like a bloody stupid criminal. 
And Lucinda enjoyed it far more than anyone else. I, I just think it's really funny. I don't think I even <laughs> came up with that. I feel like I've read it somewhere. I really liked it though. Well, that's good. It made me really happy. Anyway, so they go down into the tunnels and there's like thousands of them and um, they are looking for this monster. Hmm. They hmm. just look around for a bunch of the episode. They're just walking around the tunnels being like, where is it? A, a lot of it's tunnel wandering. It's a lot of tunnel. And they're in these blue tunnels, like this sort of blue, well rocky, lit. crystalline, very well lit tunnels. Hmm. Being like, we're never going to find it. And then they find it like almost immediately. It eats one of the Enterprise guys. Oh, yeah. Because they, they bring down some people from the Enterprise. To, men. They bring down some men from the Enterprise. Some, to look for, some of the Enterprise men are hot. The mine men are not. Well, they're miners. You know, they're in rough, situ- they're rough circumstances. And look, if you're hot, you're not going to join a miners company. You're going to... Um, some miners are hot. If you're a miner and you're listening to this podcast and you, you mine rocks, not a child... Um, <laughs> then you're hot. I feel like we should specify that every time the word miners comes Especially up. if I'm about to say you're hot. I think that's important. I think some miners are hot. <laughs> I'm going to clip that. And I'm going <laughs> to send it to ASIO and be like, lock her up. Wow. That's how I'll get you. Um, another fun thing early on is when we meet a purple jumpsuit guy whose name I've just remembered. It's Ed Appel. Um, you did just remember that. You didn't look it up. No. How did you remember that? I just remembered it. This is this is the thing. Like, like the other day when we were talking about Skyrim, um, which is a game that I'm very disdainful of, I can still remember a lot of the details about the world building because mm. that's what my brain is like shaped for. Not for useful knowledge. Mm-hmm. For things like this. I've just started a video game on your recommendation. Control. I could only name the main character. I couldn't name any of the other characters. Not even... Uh, science lady. <laughs> you proved my point. <laughs> I actually think her name's Marshall. No, Marshall's the security chief. Oh. The the blonde short oh, the science blonde one. Oh, the blonde science lady. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um. Darling's the sci- the other science guy. He's fun. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Love his vibe. We can we're gonna have a control podcast yes. later. We can talk about that later. Um, anyway, yeah, back to my Edipel point. Yes. When he busts in and he's like, "We're gonna kill this thing," and also helpfully informs Kirk that the Enterprise won't fit into the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, this massive spaceship isn't gonna fit in these two meter diameter tum- tunnels. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kirk just kind of like freezes for a moment, and just does some internal recalculations. <laughs> like, oh no, oh, shit, oh man, <laughs> Spock, new strategy. And so they're looking around these tunnels and then they do find the creature quite quickly. So the monster in this show, it's a rug. Mm-hmm. It's a rug with all these like blotchy bits on it. I think it looks like a pizza. Yeah, but like a pizza that's gone bad. Like it, a pizza that like fell behind the couch and then you found it like two months later. Mm. And you're like, ooh, yuck. Um, and it clearly has a man underneath it like crawling around with maybe a skateboard under his belly. Like it kind of glides, but it still has like the legs going and it looks real yucky. Mm. Um, and it sees them and they shoot at it and it goes away and they realize that you can't use phaser one, <laughs> but guys, we've got to use phaser two, which is like the most uncreative naming of like mm. weapons in sci-fi. Oh yeah. Like, like Star Wars has a scene where the stormtroopers are talking about, Hey, you tried that new, T-16 blaster, like, you know, like mm. technical names. And Star Trek's just like, 
I don't know, fucking phase of one and phase of two. And then warp factor one, warp factor two. It's like, let's not make it complicated, guys. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not hard sci-fi, but I was, I was getting a lot of pleasure out of imagining like a modern military movie where they were all like, oh no, our guns aren't doing enough damage to the enemy. It's because we've only got gun one. <laughs> Break out the gun twos. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's lazy, but I respect it to be honest. And then it doesn't make me like go, oh, what is it? Is it a T factor thirty two A or is it a R factor forty two B? Like I don't know. Then it doesn't make me have to remember all that stuff, mm. which is useful for me. There's, an idiot. There's the phaser and the better phaser. <laughs> Small phaser, big phaser. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about when you arrived at the house today and how it's like lining up with this episode really well? <laughs> Um, yeah. Ellie turned up at my house today and I was screaming because um, I was sitting on the couch playing a video game and I looked down on the floor and there was a huntsman running towards me on the floor, like I... at me, straight at me at the, on the couch. And um, I jumped up and screamed and was demanding that my fiance Finn kill the spider. Um, but he was like, no, I don't want to kill the spider. I'm going to trap it and release it, which is very much the conversation of this show this episode yeah um where all the miners are like kill the monster and then uh spock is like no it's the last one of its species um it would be bad for science we have to like protect it Mm. it's um yeah i I will say also that i I heard the screams as i was walking down the street (laughs) you were like four houses down and you heard screaming i heard fan (laughs) it was great I think I underestimate how loud I can be. Really? How could you possibly <laughs> underestimate? <laughs> but I don't think I realise, like... Because it's just coming from my mouth. That's true. That's true. I understand that. I'm very loud. But um, there was actually a scene in this in this episode where one character's like, kill it, kill it, and the other character was like, no, no, we can't. And that was exactly the conversation Finn mm. and I had, where I was like, you must... I made him walk it to the end of the street to release it. Because I, I was complicit in um, capturing it. Yeah, you got him a container. I won't forget that. Yeah, I don't like, like, I hate spiders. They're mm. disgusting. I don't want them anywhere near me, but I won't kill them. You because are a vegan. I have ethics. You're a vegan. I actually care about the world around me. Mm. I don't have ethics and I'll kill anything in my way. Yeah, that's why you're studying crime. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a new thing. I'm studying criminology. Oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're studying to become a criminal. Yeah, I want to be better at crime. Yeah. Um, I think I could be better. I think I could really up my game. Um, mm. you haven't killed that many people. Not I'm gonna be honest. really. Yeah, I could definitely be more. Mm. Um, and so I thought, you know, might as well get that better. <sighs> this isn't going anywhere. This recording. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Star Trek. No, I, I, I do want to mention that that like little moral conflict. It's, it's yes. a very lackluster moral conflict yeah. in the episode because, I mean, it's, it's, it's cute because it leads to like character moments, but the, those character moments kind of sacrifice that moral conflict. So, as you mentioned, um, Spock's all like, "No, we should capture it." He orders all the Enterprise crew. Um, like, and capture it if you can. And then Kirk turns around. He's like, no, my orders were to kill it. Um, and there's like a little bit of, oh, it's going to be tension between them. Um, mm. Trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. But then the first like little conflict there immediately leads to a little cute moment where, um, what happens? I, all I remember is that, is, is that the cutesy music comes in? Oh yeah. Cause like Kirk 
ends up being like Spock, you need to go back because yes. like one each one of us is expendable, but like the because you're the second in command, we can't both die. And it was a very cute moment. And, and then Spock's like, Captain, there are a hundred men pursuing this uh, beast. Uh, the odds of us both dying are 2,228.7 to 1. And he's like, oh, and those are very accurate, I imagine, because you are my horny, horny boyfriend, and I love you very much. My horny, logical boyfriend. They're so... The thing is, like, they're so affectionate towards one another. Mm. And the show makes such an effort to, like, make that affection so evident. Like, there's a moment where um, Jim, Captain Kirk, is walking down... Uh, a tunnel and the monster makes a bunch of um, rocks collapse to block his way. And Spock thinks that he's been, that um, Captain Kirk has been crushed by all these rocks. And he's calling on the communicator being like, Captain, Captain, where are you? And he, when he doesn't get a response, he starts to really panic and he's like, Jim, Jim. And it's just like, it's just so like, and that in itself doesn't sound like romantic, but like something in the performance, it's very, gentle and it's very mm. romantic and it's intimate it's really intimate and i just don't know why william shatner is so in like so invested on being like they weren't in love they were just good friends it's like it just it's so all of the scenes between them are just more than like friendship it's mm. very close it's very intimate there are moments in this episode where spock um after doing the Vulcan mind meld, which is the first time we've seen that. Yeah. Like he becomes overwhelmed and like falls into Jim's arms and is like asking for help. It's like, it's very intimate. It's very romantic. Mm. And I just, I get it why people are reading it that way so much. I just don't know why the act, I mean, it's homophobia, but I don't know why the actors are denying it so much. I, I would like to point to um, a good example of an actor being like, yeah, sure. Uh, Sean Astin, who played Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. because Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins were mm -hmm. very gay. Mm. They were very close. Mm. And I, I feel like, I don't know if it was on Twitter or whatever, but Sean Astin responding to a question about Frodo and Sam getting mm. on, and he was like, sure, they, they definitely had a lot of opportunity. Mm. They probably did. I just It's not hard practice, just be like, whatever, whatever you want. Like, yeah. sure. But like, William Shatner is an asshole. Yeah. William, come on the podcast and defend yourself. Yeah. Don't be a coward. If William Shatner does not appear on this podcast, he is a coward. Yeah. Captain Kirk would come on our podcast. He would. Because he's brave. And he'd monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I was never bisexual. <laughs> I have the utmost respect for Mr. Spock, but I would never fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. Spock, but not his cock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> I don't think you should, but... No, I you. do. I like it. Thank it's you. It's very funny. I love to rhyme. Um, <laughs> all right. Going back to the gay shit. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. So again, as I mentioned, like that moral conflict of like, do we kill the monster? Do we not kill the monster? It kind of like it's... seems to fall away again because like just after the cave-in scene that you mentioned, mm. then Kirk's like, I'm right in front of the monster and Spock's like... You gotta kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Yes. Which is kind of like, okay, why is Spock flipped on that so quickly? But at the same time, it's also obviously because he's like, he, he gets like really worried about Jim's safety. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's still kind of like, no. Oh. Yeah, it's still disappointing. Um, anyway, it ends up that like Jim and Spock find this animated rug 
And the, it's the water. I don't know if we've said that yet. Oh yeah. So Spock doesn't mind meld with it because Jim's like, oh, it's hurt and it's not being aggressive towards me. It does initially look like the ho- hoarder is um, showing the showing them its butthole, but <laughs> yeah, they're like, it's wounded, but it just looks like someone stuck a big butthole on this moldy carpet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh wow that's gonna be like the title of our episode yeah butthole in a big moldy carpet <laughs> nice um but they <laughs> but <laughs> nice um they um they find it and then uh captain kirk convinces spock to not kill the rug uh, and he doesn't mind meld with it and is like oh it's called the hoarder and it's very peaceful and very intelligent and uh, this one is the last of its kind. After and... acting the shit out of it. Oh yeah, he really fucking milked it, didn't he? And he was like, twist of the century. All of these silicone balls, which they're finding like hundreds of thousands of throughout the mine, are actually eggs of the hoarder. What? I know. Um, and so there's going to be heaps more of them. And they're like, oh no. And, oh, and then simultaneous to this, there is an uprising among the miners where they are coming to kill the monster because they've found out where it is. With their pipes. Yeah, they're just carrying these big metal pipes and it's like, this thing has killed so many of your people. And they're like, we're going to kill it. It's killed 50 of our men. And then um, Spock turns around and says, well, you've killed a thousand of theirs, which I'm like, is that a bit pro-life? Because they killed eggs. Which are like, hmm. They're outside of the body though, but like. Well, I think less pro life because it's not the hoarder choosing to destroy those eggs. It's yeah. other people coming in, smashing them up. But the argument would be like, you've killed a thousand of hers. It's like, yeah, she's got like hundreds of thousands of them and they're just yeah, eggs. Yeah, true. She's got loads. And they're just eggs. Like, she needs to calm down. It's not but like she's down to like three eggs. <laughs> yeah, she's got enough. Like, there she, are can, enough. she can chill. She is also repopulating the whole planet of like her species though. So. Yeah. Can we talk about the, the, like, I feel like a big evolutionary flaw. Like, what if the one hoarder. So, yeah. Every 50,000 years, the hoarder dies. All the hoarders die except for the last one, which lays a billion eggs. Mm. But, like, what if that last hoarder is the one with, like, asthma? <laughs> or just sucks. Like... <laughs> just has a really shitty personality. Yeah, just really lazy, like, doesn't like digging holes or whatever. Yeah. And so it's the hoarder that have been digging these, like, massive tunnels throughout the planet that mm. the miners have then been using. This is the moment I want to go back to. Like, when the miners are kind of, like, agitating to, oh, yeah. like, smash up the hoarder. The Enterprise guards are holding them back. And Lieutenant Commander Giotto um, calls through to Kirk being like, Oh, we got, we got, uh, Rob, I can't remember his name, Robert De Niro and the rest of the <laughs> miners out here. They're pretty ugly, sir. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Which, <laughs> They the are show, ugly. <laughs> he means, you know... Angry or The upset. situation yeah. is looking ugly, but it's like, just like, yes, they are also unattractive. He's like, my men here are looking pretty ugly. And I'm like, yeah, they're not. They're not the, hot. <laughs> these guys are real... I don't know. What's a slang term for ugly? Fugly. These guys are real fucked up. <laughs> okay, <Right>. Regina George. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the solution that Kirk comes up with is he's like... Hey, all of these hoarder, they're really good at digging tunnels, which I hear is pretty important for, you know, mining. How about they dig all the tunnels and you guys can just run in and mine. And if neither of you hurt each other, that's a peaceful thing. And they're like, cool, sounds good. And then that's it. Like, then that's sort of the solution to this whole episode. So what was the horniest moment for you? I think... 
I think the horniest moment, well, it's not horny. I, I feel like we should change the name of the horniest moment because I think we're also often including moments that are very intimate or affectionate yeah. or just sweet. That can make you horny. I guess. I guess. I mean, I mostly look at Kirk and Spock and go, aww. Not so much, aww. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I feel like some of the earlier episodes that we watched had really horny moments. Oh, definitely. But this was not a horny episode. Um, it was mostly a... because they're, they're very anti-sort of homoerotic while also being extremely homoerotic. I think, I think the fact that most of the miners, uh, people who mine, not children, mm. um, were really ugly. It was probably just turning them off. They were really ugly. <laughs> also, <laughs> people who mine feels like, like a politically correct term. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not a miner. I'm a person who mines. Please don't use the M word. <laughs> Please use, um, people first language. Um. <laughs> I'm a person before I am my occupation, so I prefer the, the term, um, person who minds. Yes, I'm not a deaf fuck, I'm a fuck who's deaf. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm not a woman, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person with lady characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I've, I feel like that might actually be some of the lingo. Cool. <laughs> I've made it. So, no real horny moments. How would you rate this episode? Mm, this episode, I think, sticks in my head because this, along with... Um, do you remember the episode with Balok, who was the... in the? Wait, did we do Cobblemite Maneuver? I think we did. It sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's the one where, like, there's an alien threatening them the whole time and then at the end it turns out to be um, baby Ron Howard. Yes, that was fun. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, like that episode and this episode, I remember from like a really young age before I became a Trekkie. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like stuck in there for me. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it, but I feel like so much of the conflict is like, it's a bit wishy-washy. Yeah. It's mostly them just walking through tunnels with like ugly people. I want, this is what I want. I want more narrative. Mm. I want more hotties. I want more horny moments. And I want... More twists and turns. Yeah, like, th th that whole moral conflict is very abrupt. Like, Kirk very suddenly switches to not wanting to kill the thing. It's, um... I, I think they spent too much time outside of that conflict, whereas it should have been, like, the central thread of the entire episode. Yeah, I think if it was a more threatening monster, it might have been a little bit more compelling. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it was just, like, like I said, like, it's a rug. Yeah. It even had, like, tassels at the end. Like, it was clearly just a rug that they'd stuck some stuff on. I mean, you got to expect that the Star Trek budget's never going to allow for, like, a truly scary monster. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, the other thing is, in the end, it wasn't supposed to be that threatening. No. But let's be real. If, like, you saw that thing and, and you were, like, 100% sure that it was an alien organism, you'd probably freak out a little. I think, yeah, I think that's fair. Especially if you'd known that it had killed people before by just, like, completely, like... Hmm eviscerating them. them yeah with acid maybe the first guy was just like look at that fucking thing it looks like a rug and then he just gets melted yeah because it understood him and, and was then like second, how dare you make fun of me the second guy was like that fucking thing wait is that what happened to Grey ah mm, and then yeah and so on and so on and so forth yeah I think I'd just give this episode a two like it was fun it mm. was fine but it's by far like nowhere near like my top five episodes sure. yeah I might give it a I might give it a three because it's it's got some moments that I like, mm. but maybe it's just the fact that those those like few 
enjoyable moments were kind of amidst a sea of, you know, wandering through tunnels. Mm. Man, you know what? One other thing we completely forgot to mention is the fact that the monster fucks up the reactor. And if they don't get the reactor bit back, that everyone's going to die of poisoning in like 24 oh, hours. Oh, yeah. It, it's How just... did we forget that really important plot point? Because it's not really like a big deal. It's like how we totally forgot to mention that the monster learns English and writes out no kill I. Oh yeah. <laughs> After the mind meld with Spock, the monster crawls up onto a rock and like acid blasts the, the words no kill I into, into that rock. Um, which like on so many levels, it's hilarious. Like, okay. I, I get that it learned English for the convenience of the audience, but why wouldn't it learn Vulcan? And why did it learn like perfect like writing? The writing it, was so neat. What do you call that? Not calligraphy. Printing. It perfectly printed those words. Yeah. But but the case was just a little off, and mm. it didn't it didn't understand. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes Star Trek comes up with these really interesting like concepts, like the idea of what would life look like if it was car- silicon silicon based instead of carbon based. That's a really interesting question. It's a really interesting idea and a really cool way to like make up a monster. And then I feel like so many of them just fall apart by the end where they're like, "Ugh, we just got to wrap this up. Like it speaks English now. It spells words. Like it doesn't want to die. Like whatever. Don't worry about it. Mm. Which is like a sci-fi thing that I always get a little frustrated by when they just sort of like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Whatever. And it's like, no, I I can't stop worrying about it. You want to know more about the world building. You want to know more lore. <laughs> how, does the, how do the lasers work? What are they made of? I mean, I feel like the episode was preoccupied with telling a story about how assuming that something is a monster is not always the correct way to go about things. But you're like, how does it eat? How does it breathe? <laughs> how does it breathe? How does it breathe? How does it eat? What does it eat? How does it live for 50,000 years? Why does it tunnel? Um, if it, tu- it makes perfect tunnels without making rubble and it mm. just eats the rock, does that mean it poops rock? Are they eventually going to eat through the entire planet and then there's not going to be any planet anymore? And, and uh, then- is that what they do? They like eat a whole planet and then they like make a whole planet by shitting it out? Or do they just like keep colonizing planets until they devour the whole solar system like i want to know these things and the writers are just like i don't know we just wanted to tell like a morality story don't care about morality i want more details and i can't believe that i'm saying this because i've become a nerd now yeah you have i know and i don't like this look on me you started playing skyrim like say seven or eight years ago yeah yeah it's not a new thing no don't pretend you're freshly a nerd (sighs) Yeah, I, I just, maybe I just find it harder to overlook those things. Um, but then, yeah, I guess they just want to tell a compelling story. I also want to know where all the beehives have gone. Like when we first watched those initial oh. TV, like the first episodes, right? When, um, uh, what's her face was in it? Yeoman uh, Rand. Yeoman yep. Rand. She had that amazing, like, checkerboard beehive. And I feel like, um, the other woman... <laughs> The one who, yeah didn't she have a beehive for a bit uh yes yeah and then she doesn't have a beehive anymore like she has more chilled out hair i think she still does but not like yeoman rand did no and you know where's that all gone well these are the heavy fair, hitting questions that i want to ask it was all men i'm sorry but um they can have beehives okay 
They True. can have beehives no, and yeah, skirts. That's on me. That's on me for and assuming. Knee high they've already got the knee high boots, like the go go boots. Yes. They're basically wearing black go go boots, right? Like it's got a little heel on it, they come just below the knee. They're black go go boots. I feel like only Spocks do that. I don't know. Anyone else's boot, anyone else's boots? Yeah, I think they see? all are, and I love them, and I really want to get a, a copy of them, but I couldn't find any online because I did look up where I could mm. get those boots because I thought they'd look cute on me. If anyone knows where to get them, let me know. Email us at vulcanmindspod at gmail.com. That's vulcanmindspod at gmail.com. Or just opinions or anything. We'd love to get fan mail. We'll read it out on the pod. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, great. Also, give us a rating with words. Some people have rated this podcast on apple podcast but haven't left a review yeah um one of them is me giving it five stars yeah but <laughs> so, you can't write a review no that would look psychotic but for the rest of you who've just rated us but not written a review fuck it, you it's not good enough write a review we like, want you to hear exactly what you like about us i'm really disappointed guys i want more compliments and if you haven't rated us, fuck you even more. Write a review, give mm. us five stars, send us a nice email, and um, come find us and give us a little smooch on the forehead. Yeah. Tell me I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Um, give me a pat on the back. Buy me lunch. See what happens. <laughs> we'll shout you out. In the... Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Why yeah. not? You can guest star. I don't give a fuck. Why not? Yeah, we obviously do not care about making a good podcast. <laughs> Our passion is to make the worst fuck. <laughs> Alright, on that note, should we wrap up? We should. This has been... Out of our Vulcan... I don't know how to end the podcast. How do you end it? Later, fuckheads. Get out of here.